Hey everyone, Ivor Cummins here, aka The Fat Emperor, and we're bringing you another free podcast for your enjoyment. We only ask one thing, if you could go to ihda.ie, the website, and scroll down to the bottom of the homepage and share using the social media buttons. So this podcast is kept free by being funded by Irish Heart Disease Awareness. So we really need you to pause the video, pop on to ihda.ie and help us get the message out there on the calcification scan for middle risk people. Today we're seriously on location with the Fat Emperor podcast and I'm here with Rafi Sertoli yeah. and Edward uh, Suzo. Yeah. Is that correct? Exactly. Excellent. Great to see you guys. Great to see you, Ivan. And Good we've met virtually, Eddie, mm-hmm. and uh, we've also met in physically yeah. in Denver. Yeah, actually at low carb. Super. So we want to talk about your new app, which is Nutrita mm-hmm. app, which is all about nutrient density, I think, primarily. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe we can talk a bit about that. Yeah, we have a big focus on nutrient density because it's the basis of any good diet, whether you're keto or paleo or carnivore. So that's where we want to put the focus. Uh, we've also got a keto score and an insulin index, and we'll talk a lot about the importance of an insulin index, especially as re- regards to anticipating problems that you can see on a CAC scan. So that's something we have in common, and I'm sure we'll talk about later on. Well, CAC scan, yeah. now you've got my interest. And <laughs> yeah. just for anyone listening who doesn't know already, coronary artery calcification is the CAC scan, CAC score. And I forgot to mention, actually, we are here in Edward's apartment in Monaco, in Monte Carlo, overlooking the bay, because I'm on holidays for once. Yeah. <laughs> not, not too bad, huh? Not too bad, not too yeah. bad, but always working a little in the background. So right. nutrient density is crucial, and I think sometimes, and I just run this by you guys, you know, we talk about low carb, and then we've got people who are keto and ultra low carb, and they're eating a lot of fats and pushing the fats in to get keto. There's all this stuff that's it could be seen as a little extreme mm-hmm. where sometimes I think or I'm more and more beginning to think if the masses simply removed sugar refined carbohydrates and vegetable oils i.e. processed foods from their diet and eat real foods like meat fish eggs and nutrient dense mm-hmm. ancestral foods the vast majority of the benefit from nutrition could be gained without getting into extremes would that yep. be fair I think that's that's fair. That's the approach we've taken. Uh, we've talked about it a lot with uh, Eddie. We're always thinking, how are we going to define the basis of a healthy diet in our app? Because there are many ways you could do that. You know, mm-hmm. If you're a vegetarian diet, you're going to you know, demonize meat or something else. If you're doing a South Beach diet, it's about the carbs. We thought we'd take an approach from evolutionary biology, meaning it has to be nutrient-dense for the species in question, which is us, humans. And humans, the problem in a sense, is that they can eat everything and anything. They can eat, you know, they can be in the tropics, they can be in the Arctic, there's always something they can eat. So how do you define nutrient density when the diet can vary so much? And I think it comes down to a lot of, a mix of clinical evidence and paleoanthropological evidence. So we started with a nutrient density score that looks at the quality of protein, the bioavailability of protein, which amino acids are essential and which aren't. And we really pay attention also to those nutrients that in plant foods you may be able to get, but they may not be in the active form. So all of these concepts, we wanted really to regroup them within the nutrient density score. So whether you're low carb or keto or carnivore or whatever, you could get something that actually got to the heart of the quality of your diet. 
of course, like you just mentioned, you need to exclude some bad stuff as well. You can't just have a nutrient-dense diet and add on top of that a lot of you know, added sugar or something. So it's really these two sort of combinations we want to keep in mind. We tell everyone that we don't want them to add you know, added sugars, uh, seed oils, high omega-6 seed oils. And of course, you know, flour products, so bagels, pizzas, bread, mm. all that stuff, which is going to affect our gut, specifically the incretin system, and cause hyperinsulinemic spikes. So we really tried to approach it from an angle which hopefully will be able to unite a lot of people thinking about health in scientific terms and not approach it from a specific camp or another, mm. which uh, Eddie has uh, been hard at work trying to market properly because we're not easy to pigeonhole in one way or another. So that's where we're coming from. <laughs> I like it. No, I like it, Rafi. And I also like like the unification kind of concept because I've been known to wrangle with, say, vegan people on Twitter. Right. And the only reason I wrangle with them is because they seek to vilify meat and yeah. other ancestral foods. You know, there are so many ways to get a healthy diet. You can do it with vegan, but you need to be particularly careful about nutrient density and specific vitamins and minerals, mm -hmm. which you may miss out on if you're eating only vegan, you need to be careful. And mm -hmm. vegetarian, you know, you need to make sure you're getting all the nutrients. Right. But all the good diets, you know, they could be vegetarian, they could be carnivore, they could mm -hmm. be omnivore. But the key central unification of all good diets is they're hitting the right amino acids, mm -hmm. the right minerals, the right vitamins, and they're eliminating the bad things. Right. So there's a great unification we could achieve if people stopped vilifying yeah. and focused on what we really need. Right. I think this is the, the issue when you're known as the keto guy or the carnivore guy, and people will just automatically assume just because of a certain way you choose to eat that that's how you think everyone should mm -hmm. eat. But I think we've, we've taken a more you know, open-minded approach yeah. where you know, personally, I don't think a vegetarian diet is anywhere close to the best diet you can do for anyone, mm. right? But we still offer that option in the app because we know many people are going to come from that uh, diet. And within that framework, we can still work with them. You know, we can tell them to integrate eggs. We can tell them, you know, what, what about uh, shellfish? Do you really have a problem with the ethics of eating shellfish? And, you know, many people will be mm. like, yeah. no, actually, I'm fine with that. And even there is a lot yeah. of people that they want to keep their own approach to what yeah. is diet and what is good to eat. And mm. so basically they are just following their guts. And so mm. the only thing that you need to, to try to do is giving them good guidelines to follow these diets, yeah. even if they want to stay vegetarian or vegan. Or yeah. You well, need to have them to understand what's a good vegetarian diet and what's a bad vegetarian diet. Yeah. So for, for vegetarians, it's fatty eating or fatty acids, things like mm -hmm. this, and try to, to, to be to be in the, in the, in the good long-term... Uh, uh, yeah, we, we want people to really understand diet principles. Mm. And hopefully, you know, that will nudge them towards what we think is optimal. I have a low-carb bias, uh, mm. meaning that, you know, you c there are people who are healthy on higher-carb diets, but it's harder. In general, it's just mm. harder for people the older they get, as soon as they have a health problem, or if they're stressed. So generally, we push people towards low-carb, ketogenic, carnivore but we understand that there are different qualities within a vegetarian diet you can have better or worse ones and i think hopefully that'll convince a lot of people to to give the app a try because they know that they can come here and they're going to get some actual scientific principles rather than just some mm. you know some some promotion for one pr particular way of eating yeah so there's yeah. there's possibly a 
there's a universality about the app where you can pick your particular quadrant that you want mm -hmm. to operate in, but you can kind of adjust that to make sure you get all of the universally important mm -hmm. things. And you mentioned shellfish there, and what they bring, among many other things, is, is iodine. Right. And I believe that iodine may be somewhat an epidemic at the moment mm -hmm. of iodine deficiency, not fully recognized. A bit like you know, B12 may be a problem, magnesium deficiency is a problem. So there's all of this science showing that the world has gone to deficiency in many vitamins and minerals, mm -hmm. and it's kind of all under the surface. So the app, you can scan any food, I believe any barcode, yeah. and it will tell you where it is in nutrient density, in certain minerals, in fats and carbs, and good fats versus bad yeah. fats. That's one of the convenient things you can scan with your phone. Yeah. And yeah. Our, people can rest assured that they won't be penalized because they have a high fat diet, which is the problems with many of the scores we see out there, many other food scoring systems that assume that if you're eating an energy dense diet, that means it is not nutrient dense. But that, that couldn't be further from the truth. We evolved eating fatty foods, those provide the nutrition. So we have to understand nutrient scores within that you know, clinical and evolutionary framework. So the app really is trying to get some things that are crucial for your health that most you know, scores you'll see on the back of a product from like you know, a five star rating or something. They're always gonna get it wrong because salt is the villain, saturated fat is the villain. You know, uh, all that sort of stuff. Fiber is is uh, magical. Basically, you can't you can't uh, go wrong with uh, with fiber. So you know, we've really tried to uh, go beyond those myths and actually give people some information that that they can actually rely on, like knowing which fatty acids are essential. You know, that sort of so, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The actionable way was to create a keto score, yeah. an insulin index, and a nutrient density analysis that can help you to get actionable data about the food you buy when you're going to the grocery stores and you don't know which food to buy, if it's keto compliant or not, you can directly scan the barcode and mm -hmm. we give you the, all the free scores based on the foods. And if you want to dig uh, deeper and to see uh, every nutrient content, you can have like uh, the full spectrum of nutrient content respect mm -hmm. to the RDA and all the stuff. Mm -hmm. So we really try to, to give uh, the, the most data to the user we can and help him to, to, to get good and right decision about this food and its diet. And you'll appreci appreciate this, Ivor, because we were talking about K2 earlier on. Mm. So our nutrient density score is not going to score the uh, vitamin K from kale the same way as it would from chicken liver, which it might seem like a strange detail to someone who's mm. not into nutrition, but in terms of what it could mean for your heart health, knowing that vitamin K from kale is not the equivalent as getting it from chicken liver or from some other sources like natto, mm. that actually makes a difference if you're really trying to, for example, reverse heart disease. You wanna know, okay, where can I focus my, my, uh, the choices at the grocery store? What kind of foods are gonna give me the particular minerals or nutrients that are particularly important for my condition? Mm. And this is where we wanna you know, go a bit beyond what's already been done. Exactly, Rafi. And the reality is, yeah, we have been talking in the past year or so more and more about reversing heart disease. And I know that the cliche of reversing heart disease was Dr. Ornish, who did a very small trial with around 40 people, not really randomized properly, 
many decades ago. And there's a belief that reversing heart disease was only associated with that special multi-factor intervention. But the reality is now we're seeing more and more people, I know from my side of the house and a movie we have coming out shortly called Extra Time, we have people reversing their calcification score with a very healthy omnivorous diet. And one of the important things seems to be this vitamin K2, maybe MK4, MK7. But like you say, it's specific K2, MK7, MK4, not just K1 from kale. Mm -hmm. So your app is going to incorporate all of this emerging science to appropriately raise the score of certain crucial elements and maybe not emphasize so much generic vitamins and minerals Mm -hmm. that are that are essentially more generic, for want of a better right. word, that are not so associated powerfully with reversing yeah. disease. Yeah. Yeah, and it's uh, it's a lot. It's been a lot of work to uh, create a score where the minerals and vitamins are weighted not only according to you know how much there is in the food, but how hard are they to get? You know how bioavailability. How, right. How hard mm. are they to? Whether it's because it's it's not easy to find in a supermarket or because the form you're getting is not bioavailable. So the, the score really has to represent, you know, the, the, the value of the food to a, to a person. So it's, and it's not only about, you know, nutrient density or the keto score. It's also about the markers that we ask people to, to follow. We don't ask them to, to focus, to hyper-focus, I should say, on their cholesterol. I mean, we're still interested to know mm. their levels, but, you know, within the, the app, they'll be able to track their fasting insulin, their triglycerides, and we can give, give them an estimate of uh, insulin sensitivity, which is a really important measure, mm-hmm. right? And using the Macaulay index, something that few people even know about, and mm-hmm. without having to go for a two or four hour, uh, you know, glucose tolerance test, you can start out with an estimate it's and then proxy, confirm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, part, and as you mentioned, right. Edward, there the the insulin index of all the foods is also in there. Yeah. So not just the nutrient density and everything else that's really important, but the insulin index. Many people believe, and they're perfectly correct, that the glycemic index of foods is important, and it is how much your blood sugar rises mm-hmm. after eating certain foods. But there's also the insulin index. How much is your insulin rising? And it's related. But, but in some ways separate. So your app will actually calculate essentially both and give you, give you all sides of the picture right. of each food. We, that's what we, were, we discussed this a lot with uh, Eddie and our, our developer, Thomas, who helped us de- uh, develop the score, mm. who's got a profound knowledge of biochemistry and computer coding, which is a rare, rare uh-huh. combination. It's important. Yeah. <laughs> and it was really about saying, okay, we can't, use, we can't have just one score at once. We need at least two out of the three every time. So if you're following a keto diet, you want to know the nutrient density. If you're a diabetic and you want to yeah. get your blood sugars down, you, you want to know the insulin index, of course, how much mm. it's going to stimulate your food. But you want to be sure it's nutrient dense. So we kept getting back to this nutrient density concept. And that is where most of the work has gone into really making it uh, you know, a reliable score. And it'll be a work in progress. If we, if mm. we learn something new about you know the bioavailability of certain minerals then we'll update it so it's it's to be seen as the best that we know of the current science mm-hmm. excellent and yeah. when is this app is this actually released currently or it's coming soon it's coming soon yeah okay it's very good soon. yeah we'll have a mobile app a free version for people to look up foods and scan food and get some quick scores uh, that's totally free you know on apple and on android and then we'll get uh, uh, later this summer, actually, we'll release the uh, premium app, 
which is where you'll be able to set up an account, really track your markers, you know, mm. benefit from our sort of uh, uh, advice. I'll be uh, an expert that you can call on and get mm. some, some advice within the app. And then you can really track your progress and really work towards certain goals because this has to be actionable. Uh, and we actually want, we know we can get blood sugars down. We know we can get people to lose fat but we want them to see it for themselves and we want this to be recorded so others can see this happen and you know basically tell your friends about it which is why we also wanted to of course uh, get the message of CAC out there and the coronary artery calcium scoring because we think it's such an important measure mm -hmm. for people to get some reliable data on their heart disease risk and not rely on total cholesterol levels or LDL cholesterol levels. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to incorporate, uh, hopefully, and we have some data we can perhaps share around calcification reversal, mm -hmm. testimonials, yeah. and the key things that people associate with reversal. We know K2, low carb, using a glucometer, yeah. low insulin foods, all these things, but maybe you can start developing a community around that right. so other people can benefit. would be yeah. huge. Yeah. No, the people will be able to sync their blood sugar readings with the, uh, within the app with Bluetooth, mm -hmm. you know, when they're using device like Keto Mojo. So we really want, you know, we're not just uh, making empty promises here. We want people to verify, right? We want people yeah. to, to show their doctors, you know, we're, we're, I'm not a doctor myself. We work with many doctors on our advisory board, but we want people to actually show this to medical professionals and mm -hmm. medical professionals will benefit from this as well, because it's hard for them to find the time to go through the whole history of nutrition and what's wrong with it. And mm -hmm. it's a mess. So hopefully the app can take a little pressure off of their shoulders as well, where they can refer people to that to get some more reliable information that they will themselves have vetted. Sounds great, Rafi yeah. and Edward. And I might finish them with it. Just a guess on my part. And I mean, who am I to guess? But right. I'm guessing that a plate with a very large cutlet of wild caught salmon might perhaps score high in your app. And a bowl of Kellogg's cornflakes with skim milk might perhaps score low. Would that be fair? I think you can bet on it. I think you can bet on it, yeah. <laughs> Thank you very Thank much, you guys. Thanks. Good luck from Monaco. Thanks for tuning in, guys. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see my subscribe button in the middle of the screen, a free viewing of the Widowmaker movie on the far right, and myself and Dr. Gerber's book, Eat Rich, Live Long, on the left. Otherwise, please do subscribe to the audio podcast. Thanks.